hearing me now? Verizon Wireless, you hear me now? I'd like to extend to those physically in the house and to our friends viewing from across the world, I bring you a Christian greetings. Greetings, everyone. Let me welcome you to this, our second service on our third Sunday, it's a youth Sunday. And to my pastor and his family and the church family, greetings, greetings, and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, 2 Kings chapter 4, Let me thank Sister Minister Minot. Earlier I felt like my legs were giving way. Uh, but I'm feeling much better now, Minister. Thank you. Uh, Second Kings chapter 4, verse 31. To 36. And I like for us to project our voices and I like for us to read at the, um, at the King James Version. And I'd like you to participate with me. So, could we read together from verse 31 to 36? Let's go. And Gehazi. Hold on, hold on. I want for us to read together. So maybe then I'm going to ask you to stand and we project our voices. All right, what you say? Could we just stand together? All right, he's at NIV. I'm at, I'm at King James. I'm at King James, technicians. I'm at King James. Okay. Let's go ahead. And laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awaked. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eye upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and he stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, we have been looking at prayer 
since the month of January. And as I try to look at this text, I wanted to communicate with our young people. I was trying to look to see. I've not seen many young people, unfortunately. But in this text, and I want to entitle this Answered Prayer. In this text, we see where Elisha and his servant, they were in Shunum, where they met this Shunammite woman. And what was interesting here is that it was in this town that Gehazi and Elisha would have had lodgment in this lady's house. This lady had means, and therefore she was able to put up the man of God. And as I was preparing the text, I certainly remembered my father's day when he was serving in the church. He pastored several uh, rural churches. And similarly what I saw here in the text, that is how I remember my dad would leave home maybe on a Saturday evening to ensure that he reaches church early for Sunday morning. Uh, my dad doesn't go to church late. And so if you notice with Roland, I really don't, I don't come to church late because that was set in the house. And so there were always uh, sisters in the churches that he pastored, Brother Harrison. There was always a sister like this woman, this Shudamite woman, who had provided for my dad a place to lay his head and food to eat. Uh, and so as I read the text, Matthew 10, 41 comes to mind, and it says that he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Uh, so here was this lady ensuring that the man of God had somewhere to lodge and food to eat. But while she had means, we also will learn from the text that not only that she had means, but she had a need. Because a conversation, brothers and sisters, will now ensued between these two. And it is here, my brothers and sisters, that it was revealed that why she had 
means she lacked something. The Bible says that she wanted a son. I want trouble here, Elinda. I want trouble here, Elinda. She, she had a, she wanted a son. But guess what? The Bible says that her husband was old. Now, this poses a challenge. Now, the text did not give her age, but it seemed the problem was with the husband. So sometimes when you're trying, maybe it's not the lady, it is the husband. I'm reading into the text. So here, the Bible says that the man of God, he promised her. You see, I don't know if she had looked back from the prophets of old and she would have recognized that Abraham and Sarah, they themselves had similar challenges. Are you with me, minister? But they understood also that this God, he defied biology. Oh, glory to God. He stepped out of time because indeed he controlled time. And what seemed impossible with man, ah, uh, he allowed Sarah's womb to become Fertile, are you with me? In fact, when both of them heard that next time, this time, the Bible said Sarah laughed. And then when you read further into the text, the Bible says Abraham, because obviously they were saying at my age, now, if God says, Roland, you can have a son, there's a high probability that even in my 50s, I won't have fired blanks. Are you with me? But I could understand Abraham and Sarah she was on a long pause. But God, this miracle worker, oh God, he showed up when she needed him most. And so here was this Shunammite woman. She had shown kindness to the man of God. And so she said, I need a son. I want you to look back over your life. Look back over your life. And remember what is it that you have asked of God. As he yet come through 
on your behalf. And then I tell you, don't give up on God. God will take care of you. Be not dismayed. Whatever betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of his love abide, God will take care of you. No matter what, there may, or there may be the test, God will take care. Lean, weary one, upon his breast, God will take care of you. Turn to somebody and let them know God will take care of you. Come on, say it like you mean it. Turn to somebody else and tell them God will take care. Oh, praise God. Yes, man. That Shunammite woman, she wanted a son. Can I be honest with you? You know, I teach, I see my teacher, Brother Wayne, too. You know, I teach these children upstairs. And sometimes when they would come and sit on my lap, and sometimes I would say to myself, Pastor, but you know, look how these children just come and just sit on me. And I can't even claim one to be my own. You, you know? I, and sometimes I, I said to myself, how did I reach this age? Have you ever talked to yourself? When I was much younger, you know, when you talk to yourself, you could go to Bellevue and you get Milo and you get something like that. But sometimes I talk to myself too. Mm. And I was saying to myself, Minister Lana, you know, I can't claim one. But maybe one day, not too long from this, if I pray to the Lord, you ever hear the song, we pray and the Lord delivers? I think Casey Barnes or something like that. Ah, and so the Bible says that, you know, God answered the prayer. God, Teacher Wayne, answered the prayer. And I want you to look at the text carefully because the Bible says that the lady, the Shunammite woman, she conceived. The Bible says she conceived and bare a son. But before that, she was saying to the pastor, I don't want you to lie to me. I don't want you to deceive me. But did you know she bore a son? 
And I want you to, to understand the context there. An agrarian society like that, you will need a boy child to help you in the field. Are you with me? You're going to need a boy child to help you around the house. And so something dramatically happened. She had the son. And can I tell you, she was not happy. So I want to put a question to the church this morning. What makes you happy? I want you to talk back to me. What makes you happy? Is it getting a spouse that will make you happy? But what if the spouse divorces you? Are you still happy? Is it having that wonderful job? But what if one day they tell you, Tata, would you still be happy? Is it living in that fine house? But what if you can't pay the mortgage and it is not being auctioned? Are you still happy? Mm. But can I tell you, my brothers and sisters, I want you to anchor your happiness in the joy of knowing the Lord. Because when everything else comes crumbling down, there is one that sticketh closer. Where am I going with the text? The child dies. The child dies. So as I saw, as I looked at the couple over there, and that is so wonderful. So the father for a moment was handling the child. But now he hands over the child and says, my hand tired and mommy turned. But what I'm trying to say, her bundle of joy is now dead. Have you ever watched the news and you will hear that the children were outside playing with the gun and it accidentally went off and the child dies? Have you heard on the news that the child lay there in bed and gunman came, shut up the house, and the child that was asleep is now dead. We have been treating our children badly. But in this text, the boy was in the field. And I don't know if it was the heat, Bishop, or the cold, but he was now calling about his head. And I want to tell you, don't take it lightly when your head hurts. I have what you call migraine headache. And you're afraid to lay down. It is really serious. And so there are certain food you don't want to eat. But I'm saying, the child cried for his head. He was handed 
to his mother. And then, Minister Lorna, the Bible says, he dies. Can you imagine this mother who for some time was now full of joy? It all now turned to sadness. Because that which she have prayed for has now been ripped from her. Last night, I did not sleep. And I thought about my dad. And unfortunately, everything was just playing in my head all the way to the hospital, right until we let him down in the earth. I just could not sleep last night. What I'm trying to say, when death has come and taken your loved one, it leaves your home so lonely and drear. And somehow I just could not sleep because I was just thinking of my dad. And somehow I said, death can be cruel. Can I use that word? And I was saying, death, you are so wicked. But the truth is, can I say, death is also a healer. Because when you think of the pain that he was going through. And now he's no longer in pain. On one hand, I'm saying, death, you're wicked. But on the other, I'm saying, death, you're a healer. Oh, give God praise in the house. So I'm saying in the text, from the text this morning, this woman, she did something. Ah, she was now going in search for the man of God. And so the Bible said she saddled. She saddled an ass. And whom she met, she says, it is well. Oh, God. Can you imagine? You're going through your deepest pain. You're going through your agony. But those whom you met, you are now saying, it is well. Turn to somebody and say, it is well. Oh, good God. Ah, things is not going too right right now in the family. But oh, it is well. Things is not so rosy on the job. But oh, it is well. I thought church would be the best place, but some people don't treat me well. But it is well. I thought in church I would feel a sense of belonging, but sometimes I get the cold shoulder. But can I tell you, it is well. Ah, it is well. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well. It is well. It is well. The Bible says, 
that when she met the man of God, she reminded him that I told you don't lie to me. Bishop, don't lie to me. Oh, God. Do ever, oh, God. Let me say it right. The preacher will tell you, so into my ministry and watch in a couple days how God will just prosper you. But you see how he prospers and you are still struggling. Now notice I did not say you are not to give. But I'm showing you what is happening today. We pray P-R-E-Y on people's emotion. Isn't that so? And we know how to use psychology. And we know how to pull the right scripture. And we know how to say the right thing. And we will tell you, you can't outgive God. Am I helping somebody this morning? But the preacher... She ran to the preacher. Be careful to whom you seek advice. Are you with me? Did you know there are some of us who will leave here and we will never share what we are going through with the bishop and we end up somewhere else and we will pay some money when the pastor would have given you free counsel. You know, I didn't mean to miss you. We ended up somewhere else, spending what we said we didn't have. And when pastor could have counseled with you. Do you know I respect my bishop? Not because he gives me a preach. No. Not because he gives me a preach, but I respect him. Sometimes I will take up my phone and the bishop is checking on me. Even at my age, you know. The bishop is checking in on me. And he doesn't know how much I appreciate that. Do you know it feels nice and important when your pastor will single you out. We feel special, you know. So special, so special. I don't know about you. But when I take up my phone and I see the bishop shaking and rolling, how you do? I feel special. Can you imagine how many brothers here? And the bishop will just send me a note. How are you, brother Roland? Me feel on top of the world. Now you understand why I don't like these large congregations. Because I will get lost in them. But when I'm in a congregation like this, and the pastor will see that I was not in my place, and they will try and put me in my place. It is very good. It tells me that the pastor 
cares about his members. Give God a praise in the house. In one of his devotional, hear what pastor said. He says, prayer is the secret place. Can I preach to the pastor? I'm preaching back your word, pastor. You send this to us. It says, prayer is the secret place where we find God waiting on us. I love that. God is waiting on us. The next point you made in it, it says, prayer is the door that we discover God's heart of unending grace. You know I love that word? Grace. Because when you can't put up with me, grace make you just put up with me. Not true. When you can't take the person by the Harrison, grace make you love the person. And when you want to get back at the person, grace is saying, be graceful. When I was growing up, those days we were poor. But would you believe me? My mother buy nothing else but grace product. I kid you not. Sister Hazel, we were poor. Shauna was a bonnet, you know, so she not really... She born when we have help and so on. She kind of, she kind of. But when we, the elder Thompsons, were poor, look here we say life hard. Anything you see come in the house, grace, grace, grace. And so if you find me coming at you, or when you don't want to tell me morning, I'm full of grace. Be full up of grace. Oh, Jesus. Let me try to wrap up the text. Because in this text, I want you to see something, brothers and sisters. The Bible says that when the man of God, Elisha, when he arrived at the house, the Bible said, saints, the first thing he did was to shut the door. Oh, glory to God. Can I teach the text? I'm saying to the young people this morning, you need to shut down some websites. Can I talk to the young people? You have been visiting some sites that you shouldn't have been on. In the house this morning, shut it down. Shut it down, man. Hmm. Can I say one thing more? When he went in and he shut that door, I'm saying to the youth in the house this morning, there are some friends, you have worked with them 
at a certain distance. They can't go with you any more further. They are toxic. The relationship is toxic. Shut the door. Oh, Jesus. Can I talk to the young people? The man of God shut the door. So it means some deals that you have been doing last year. 2022. Shut it down. Am I helping you this morning? It is 2022. When we look at the text, he shut the door. Shut down some things. It is not adding value to your life. In fact, it is drawing from you, not adding. Are you with me? And I, I, I do not want to spoil your service, but youth directors, anybody can pretend like they are online. But it's just a phone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But they are not there. You know, preaching is difficult, Bishop. Because when you talk of the things, this is not what they want to hear. But when I heard Minister Dixon says, if the preacher could have you jumping and shouting, oh, you love that preacher. But Sister May, you, you hear me preach from your little boy till today. And I don't change, eh? I'm the same Roland Anthony Thompson the first. That's all nice. Let me say it again. Roland Anthony Thompson the first. Next year, this time. I'll be preaching. <laughs> but I'm just saying, shut the door. Shut out some either jesting man. Shut out some sus. And this was going for the females. You know males when I know them. Shut the door. Shut the door. So when somebody called and said, you know, me not like all the serve says, but if the pastor had asked you to serve, could you do a better job? Oh, Jesus. For some of us, Brother Herman, all we do, we criticize and I'm not talking constructive. And pastor appoint this person because pastor saw the ability. And yes, the person might stumble. And instead we help. Come here, sister. Come here, Brownie. 
Next year, this time. But watch this. Instead, we have the sister along. When she made the mistake, you know what we do? When we start to react. Like a commercial, she react. Isn't that how we behave? You've never seen it. Instead, we come along, especially if you were in the position before. And you know what youth ministry, it takes a whole lot, Sister Gail. Am I not right? And instead you say to the sister, I tell you what, don't do this, but try this. We rather watch the sister fail. And then we say, Pastor, no, no way, my do you know? Pastor got a point, and because she looks. Are you real here? You know me like her here? It's a little Latino. Watch this. And so as we wrap up the text, the Bible says that the man of God stretched himself. I want, I want you to find out that text. I want you to read it together as we close. Come on, technician. Find it as we close the text. 2 Kings chapter 4. I think we're at about verse 35 there. Look at 34. The Bible says he went up and he did what? Lay upon the child. Now, now, I won't ask you what is the worst illness you have ever had. But watch this. Usually when we are ill, don't we try to go to the doctor? And the doctor will take your pressure. Am I right? And, and I might be urine tests and whatever. And they will prescribe medication. No, I found something here. This man stretched himself out on the child. He stretched himself out on the child. And something happened. The Bible says that the child body became now, if you are a mother and the child ever had serious cold, would you stop that? Would you, would you, I, I'm just trying to create a scene that is awful, isn't it? Elinda is afraid of it. But you see, at my age, you don't ever raise children Did you know I know how to burp them? Back in the days, you know, Bishop, I never know about pampers, you know. When I'm changing, my sister is nappy and some too big pin. I got me knowing you now. Are you with me? 
And me learn how to, me know if I plot to call it. And me know if it twists up them head too, you know. Are you with me? And so when we never had no fear, and convention is at 41, and mommy and daddy gone to 41, me beat them, you know, and throw them probably back. And we would walk from Walks Road to 41. Them time there, Bishop, walking wasn't a problem. You tell me do that now, no. But I'm just trying to show you that as children, Brother Harrison, though we were unsaved, we didn't want to stay home. We wanted to be at convention too. And so we know if it fits up them head and throw it, yes. And off to church, we went. As I wrap up the text, the Bible says that the body became warm. Say warm. It tells me that life was coming back. The mother was now hopeful again. Because life was returning to her bundle of joy. The next thing I saw in the text. The Bible says that the boy sneezed. Now when I was growing up. I never understand. Somebody sneezed. And you would say bless you. I never understand that. Because I don't want you even sneeze on me. Especially in this COV something another time. Me not even want you come. You know, last week, Bishop, when you were checking on me, up to this point, I don't catch that thing. Look here, she around me down, me not even look on her. Me not look on her, you know. You know her, what's your name? What's your name? You look here, all she look on me, me not look on her. Up to this point, I don't catch it. I'm not, not no board. I'm not knocking any board. We are people of God. And I'm not saying I can't catch it, you know. Because at work, as somebody catch it, you have to stay out of the office. But I'm just saying, up to this point, Brother Harrison, me run from that girl. Like what me run from other girls. Am I helping you? Shut the door, man. Yes. So even this girl may run from too. But guess what? Last week, Bishop, early morning in Portmore, we had rain. And so when I was going to work, the rain fell on me. And by the evening, I have a high fever. I took a farmer cold. You know what is farmer cold? And within half an hour, the fever went. The man of God didn't even know what is farmer. He didn't know what his farmer called, but he stretched himself. Because guess what? He could look back 
and the spirit of Elijah was on him. Elijah performed just around eight major miracles. The spirit of Elijah was upon him. And he performed 16 major miracles. So he could look back and see, minister, how God helped him in the past. So to look at this boy and to breathe life into him wasn't a hard thing to do. So as I take my seat, this is what I want to say to you. The next time you are at work and the situation is at a level where everybody is tearing up each other as a man of God, as a woman of God, bring some order. As a man of God, as a woman of God, show that you are different. When the situation in the family get topsy-turvy, show you don't have to be the loudest. You know, some afraid of those ladies. Some shut the door. Where's the browning? If you're loud, I don't like it, you know. I'm going to shut the door. So you look nice. All right, next year this time. I'll talk to you next year this time. So watch this as I take my seat. I'm saying in the text, as I take my seat, don't give up on God. Stand, everybody. Minister Xavier, I want you to do this song as I close. God is able to do. He say he will do. 